0: hi everybody welcome to the Use guys in that podcast powered by agorasnexus.com the decimation of your asshole on horseback the whole gang is here everybody that's here was able to attend the bowling extravaganza i have to come clean i had not bowled since 2019 is that my excuse uh for not bowling enough um or is that my excuse uh for um you know abdicating my responsibility to stay out on the lanes I made a giant mistake of loaning my amazing bowling ball to my dear friend Brian here, who completely dominated the competition with my bowling ball and had an amazing score. It was a lot of fun, though. It was great. Oh, great. Um, it, uh, uh, Chris, can we call her your special lady friend like uh, Lebowski does? Yeah. My fucking lady friend, man. Um, uh, they came up. And it was myself. Uh Angel was there. My kid came out too. It was a lot of fun. Did a lot of bowling and we got something to eat. It was just good to be uh with everybody. I was very grateful. Good time. Good time had by all. I blame my illness on see we were there and like the the kids don't put away their bowling. I have my own bowling ball I have two of them. But if you don't, the responsible thing is, okay, I'm gonna grab this bowling ball. When I'm done, I'm gonna put it back right no these kids just fucking took off left they so here i am with my kid putting away bowling balls from other people and i blame some little snot-nosed bastard for getting me sick i'm not very happy i'm having a hot toddy right now i put too much whiskey in it <clears throat> i don't drink that up much anymore so
1: cry me a river no such thing i use
0: too much whiskey i get a little i'll, I'll get a little emotional One. By the way, if you want to hear what we sound like drunk, go back to the fuck you Friday number three, three over three years ago.
2: Yeah, I think it's about time we do another one of those.
0: Brian and I, I drank Southern Comfort like a disgusting pig, a whole bottle of it. It was really bad. Brian drank the good shit, the uh, Caskmates by Jameson. Yeah. Okay. And we I talked from again. I probably don't drink
2: that much anymore. But. I'm
0: not going to drink. I'll just have coffee. Like, I mean, I, if I get that, dude, like now, you know, I'm going to be in the doghouse. Like, I'm going to be in big trouble because I won't be able to do all the things I do in the morning when I get up. I'm going to be in big trouble. Just got
2: to do it for the show. Yeah. yeah but yeah, content. no, I, I miss being able to, like, get shit faced and then operate at a regular level the next day and not even, like, think twice about it. Like. I know we've talked about it before and Christopher's been there too. dream about it now.
0: No. Like when I was it, when I was 21 I was working for a welding supply company called uh, Aga gas AGA gas it's on East yeah. South Street in Akron, okay and I rolled like welding cylinders and put them on the trucks and shit like that and help people get like um like uh t- uh like rods like welding rods and all that stuff, safety equipment stuff like that yeah. soap, propane all that
2: propane accessories yeah
0: and accessories I'm not gay I sell propane um, <laughs> those will laugh, and others will need an Mm-hmm. <laughs> after that there was a slovak club on morgan avenue right down right down the road from where i was working i would go at five o'clock and i would be out i don't know till two three o'clock in the morning crash out and I'd be able to report to work at 7 30. if i tried that sober going to bed at three i would call off the next day because i didn't have enough sleep right I just, I, I can't do it anymore. Like, I, there's no fucking way, man. No way.
2: Rejoice in thy youth. <laughs>
0: <sighs> Enjoy it while you got it, I guess. So, a lot of things have happened since the last time we, we chatted. It's very interesting. We're going to talk about, Angel's going to bring this up. We're going to talk about a, um, an incident uh, where there was uh, an attempted rape, apparently, and grooming by, from one uh, commanding police officer to a subordinate police officer. We're going to talk about that also uh, i don't know if probably most of you watched at least i know that angel and i did the response to the uh the transgender person who shot up that christian school in nashville and yeah i mean credit where credit's due man the cops they you know they they looked like they were going and running at after danger and trying to you know mitigate you know completely eliminate the threat the interesting part about that whole situation, though, is the video that we see on the badge cam. It took the cops 11 minutes to get to the school,
3: mm-hmm.
0: 11 minutes, and Angel's boy that she watches John Correa from active self-protection. He made a comedy. He's like, uh, good thing it was the, the fucking JV team that was out on the field. Otherwise, it could have been far worse than 11 minutes. 11 minutes is a fucking eternity. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? That's a long time whether as if you know anybody else who was there who was armed I mean that response time becomes seconds you know and that old phrase when seconds count the cops are minutes away really put into perspective but I also want to mention something and again they were clinical and I'm glad they they eliminated the threat this piece of shit murderer that came to the school to hurt kids and 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 people who had nothing to do with anything it was just awful this person should have had the dignity to just kill themselves because that's what ended up happening anyway instead of harming other people right I mean you don't need to do this this is awful right people have nothing to do with what whatever your problems are but interesting point when the cops do something good you have six different angles of Badge cam footage it is it is it is synced up volume works great you can hear everything it's crystal clear when the cops are, you know, committing murders and, you know, you know, destroying human beings and, and uh, depriving them of their rights, for some reason, the, either the badge cam is off, it's completely blocked, or it, you, it's, you know, it's actually not a badge cam, it's a, it's a camera inside of a potato. <laughs> That's <laughs> taking, right? That's taking the footage. So, fair play to them for doing, the, for doing a good job, but also remember you know what i saw a list i haven't been on twitter them but they named off all the school shootings and i think sal our friend sal the agorist is like he did the same thing and he said every single one of these had the same thing in common it's a gun-free zone
1: mm-hmm it's
0: a gun-free zone so you i, I know that we have uh, foreign listenership hi to our polish friends again you're keeping us in the uh, in the rankings for stats uh in your country thank you very much i, I I, I, who would have thought we had listeners in Poland and Uzbekistan? Very exciting. So, this is a phenomenon that you guys aren't, you know, used to. And by the way, what was it, Brian, like during COVID when they shut everything down? Miraculously, since the schools weren't open, nobody died. But as soon as they opened, that's when the fucking crazies came around. Yeah. I think, I mean,
2: it's time to abolish public schools. Now we're Uh, talking. Yeah. But, I mean, even if they, even if they were miraculously able to pass some form of legislation for gun control, it's like they outnumber people in the country. You're not getting them. Even if you got 90% of them back, it's like, there's still enough out there. So that people are going to do whatever they want. Like, right. It's not. uh, I think it's mostly a symbolic gesture at this point. They're like, Oh, like if we could get this stuff to pass, it's like we would be able to sleep easier at night, even though it's not going to change anything effectively at all. Right. Um, But I don't know. I heard, uh, I saw something today that I guess there's like a manifesto from the shooter or something. I heard about that too. And there's a bunch of like, the media doesn't want to release it and it's like all these advocates on behalf of like the LGBT community and like trans activism and shit. They're like, oh, we shouldn't Release this because of blah blah blah, blah. Like, yeah but oh, if, it's if it's a white supremacist if it's a white supremacist you get the but whole what, book what well yeah but it's not even a book it's like though. a paragraph you mean? And it's fucking glowing like the feds wrote it or something but like i mean oh i mean man, that's I probably mean, the case here too but
0: what do you think angel
4: i, I don't know like they always say these fucks have manifestos like and then when you actually get down to it it it's not really a manifesto it's no. just some fucks journal
2: And then like, what, within the last week it was like they're releasing a shit ton of stuff about the Vegas shooting now. And they're like, oh, like he was treated poorly by casino staff or some shit. It's like shut the fuck up.
0: Yeah, for real.
2: But now there's like, did you see I haven't seen any, like, I haven't read too deep into it, but they're talking about uh, he had I don't know, he was a part of like some government testing or some shit and he like had a lot of sleep disturbances or something and like Tons of mental problems and shit, and like would freak out and say they were like controlling his brain or something. I have no fucking. There's been a ton of stuff popping up on the internet about that and uh, Oklahoma City, and that I mean, like cool. I don't understand why all of a sudden. But like, I maybe it's because like the Waco thing. There's another thing on Netflix about that. I have yeah, Christopher, no did you watch that? Oh yeah,
1: how was it? Mostly trash. Okay. Um, he- heavily biased towards the, uh, you know, mainstream narrative. I mean, they do talk with uh, what's his name? That uh, David Thibodeau. And, yeah, the survivor. And, and, yeah, and, and a couple other people. Um, but a lot of the interviews are like from the cops and stuff, and you see the one where like the, like the one like the one cop was like boohoo and because his buddy died. Uh, you know, like fuck you. Well,
2: it's like who else are they going to interview other than the well, and, everybody well, else and that then, was there? Got fucking flamed up.
1: True, but yeah, uh, it was just heavily biased towards you know the mainstream government narrative, um, and of course, like you know, one of the uh, people involved, like oh, I one hundred percent blame David Koresh for all that happened, like. Really? Like, I'm not saying <laughs> David Koresh was a good guy. No. At I mean, all. Like the, but the but they nuts. had they had so many opportunities to go and simply nab him solo and arrest him if if he were the problem. Like <laughs> and, and they sieged them for how long was it? Was it was it 60 days or 30 days?
2: No, it was like hold on.
1: Yeah, I thought it, it was like seventy days. Seventy days. Okay. Hold on, let me.
2: Well, let me find Google here.
0: As we wait on bated breath. Who's baiting? <laughs> not me. I'm not. Go away, baiting. Baiting.
1: Holy shit! My fucking internet. president, Camacho. on, so... <laughs> oh, fix- okay. Fifty-one days. Fifty-one days. Okay. Fifty-one. Okay, so it was, it was and, almost sixty. And
2: seventy-six days. died.
1: Okay, which was like it was so horrible <laughs> how they went about it. Like, like they literally they made David Koresh look like a fucking prophet. Yeah,
0: like they fulfilled every, his prophecy. Yeah, yeah, they
1: fulfilled his prophecy. Like, there's people got armor, into what seventy-six of them, it was fucking Armageddon. Yeah. Yeah. So, well,
4: I mean, a lot of people think you know the cops are all good people that that's not the fucking case dude like there are co- like okay so the cnd uh the golden gate killer or whatever
0: mm-hmm. state. Golden state yeah golden
4: state killer mm-hmm. like he was a fucking cop dude like there are a lot of stories of missing people who they were last seen with a fucking cop there was just one story that i read um a few months back where like this cop kidnapped this homeless dude and like just fucking beat the shit out of them and they just dropped them off someplace and we like, covered
1: that here. Yeah, yeah. that's what in it Florida. was. Florida. Yeah, something like forty percent of cops abuse their spouses. No.
4: Yeah, like.
0: Or how about Chicago and the legal detention center, uh, Angel? Do you remember us talking about that? Mm-hmm. Where they it was a torture a torture center. They literally took people to be tortured in Chicago. Yeah. Or how about this one? Right. So like you said, with the you know a lot of the, the these people are last seen with police. And at the same time, you put the statistics with Chris, and that's what's reported. That is what the reporting that we do get.
4: Mm-hmm. So who
0: knows yeah. what the real number might be? Right. Let's not forget also about the bombing of a Philadelphia neighborhood by the cops.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: It, bomb. The Philadelphia move.
1: Was, is that what
0: it move? Yeah.
2: Yep. it yep. from the helicopter.
0: Yeah, they borrowed it from the fucking move. National Guard. Yeah. It was a bomb. They literally yeah. bombed the neighborhood.
4: Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I was they, like, they never taught
2: yeah. us
1: about that in school. No. Oh, no, we're not about, about that you.
2: until like a couple of years ago. And it never comes back. I mean, I'm same
1: here. Like, I never heard about that <laughs> until a couple of years ago. Man.
2: Every once in a while, you'll see somebody yeah. on Twitter. They're like, oh, I can't believe the police. And then it's just like the photo of the helicopter fly. And it's like, oh, like, oh, really? Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. It, whatever, man. Like, do People they People do- won't be- care
2: until it's happening to them.
0: I will when it came to this Nashville business, I do got to give kudos. It looked like they rushed in there as fast as they could, and they were trying to do what they're supposed to do. You know what I
2: mean? Which two guys that shot were Marines, I'm pretty sure. So well, that doesn't
0: surprise me at all because it was clinical. It was clinical. Yeah, Yeah, like surgical. Yes, it was fucking it was ice cold. And then the John Korea guy that she uh, that she turned me on the watching. I didn't know this was a phrase called anchor shots like shots after the fact um like the rifleman takes like you know is the one who puts the target down but as there's movement that's uh the the fellow with the uh with the glock yeah he he shot into the into the killer and those are called anchor shots to make sure that the target doesn't go anywhere the suspect like you know in this case the murderer and you know it was twitching a little bit but that's you know involuntary muscle spasms as you're expiring we get it but it was i enjoyed watching what i at least want to believe is good you know are good people trying to do something good with their job like there's cops that do rescue people when they find that they've been trafficked right human trafficking it does happen and you do they, they do catch people and that's kind of what i want you to do as opposed to writing traffic citations you know what i mean or i smell weed in the car like mm-hmm. i don't need you to do that there's or, or no knock raids at no, the wrong house at the wrong house and murdering people who had nothing to do with it yeah there's that too mm-hmm. like we could go on the list goes on and on so angel yes let's get started with this uh particular story uh regarding the uh, this individual who was being groomed and an attempted sexual assault
4: Okay, so um apparently there's this and I think this is in uh Virginia, is that correct?
0: Yeah, I think it's in Virginia. Okay.
4: So um James City County is where this incident took place. And there's this officer, his name's Michael Rusk. Um he was out at a bar um, you know, with one of his coworkers who happened to be his sergeant or his superior officer. And during This outing um, Michael shot his superior officer Um, reports initially were they they got into an argument and shots were fired as a result of that. However, as you know, the story developed and more information was provided, it turns out that the superior officer to Michael um, had been stalking him grooming him for a year prior um he had reported this sergeant as um coming on to him sexually things like that like just wouldn't leave him alone he reported it within his department to other uh you know members uh police officers things like that it within the department um and as a result of what had occurred that night um you know the sergeant kept advancing upon him and Michael kept saying no 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 like stop Mm -hmm. and they have surveillance video of him you know say like pushing him away at one point um and the sergeant just kept after him and he was afraid that he was going to be raped by this officer so he shot him and this is the result of the behaviors um the unwanted you know advances on Michael that he, you know, had said several times. He even pushed the guy away, and he just wouldn't stop. Um, Michael was afraid, you know, for his own safety, for his own well-being, and he shot this um, sergeant in self-defense. So hopefully, you know, he gets uh, absolved of our, all the charges. But I do have this video here I can share so everybody can um, watch and listen if. If that's OK, yeah,
0: of course, play it, please.
4: OK.
3: We're learning about the moments just before a James City County police officer shot his sergeant outside a Williamsburg bar.
0: Michael Rusk is facing charges in connection to that January shooting, which seriously hurt Sergeant Christopher Gibson. Investigators initially said the two officers got into a fight after a night of drinking, but as 10 your size Julie Malay learned.
2: The shooting might have been about much more than a bar fight. Yeah, Julie. Tom
3: and Amy investigators simply said the two officers involved in the shooting were known to each other. Now we're learning what that might really mean. The alleged shooter, Michael Rusk, says he pulled the trigger in self-defense because of unwanted advances by his sergeant. We're about to share exclusive surveillance video and the 911 call from the shooting, which we played for Michael Rusk's family for the first time. Would you like to hear it? I'd love to hear it. For the first time, Jason Rusk is hearing the 911 call his son made in the early morning hours of January 25th.
1: I shot Sergeant Gibson. Do what? I shot Sergeant Gibson. I pulled a gun on him. Can you f***ing on me? Is he
3: breathing? He just fell out. James City County Police Officer Michael Rusk called 911 after he allegedly shot his superior officer, Sergeant Christopher Gibson, outside a Williamsburg bar where the two had been drinking together. Video given exclusively to 10 on Your Side shows the two officers before this happened.
1: Okay, I need you to take a deep breath for me, okay? Deep breathing. Is he breathing
3: save his boy? the nine one one call goes on for just over five minutes. That's when responding officers show up to find Gibson had been shot three times, seriously hurt in his stomach and shoulder. Court documents show Gibson told officers Rusk shot him after a verbal argument. But Rusk, his dad, and his lawyers say it was much more than that. You know it started to get creepy. Jason Rusk says his son told him about unwanted attention he got from his superior officer leading up to the shooting and that he had reported it to others on the force.
2: There was a year's worth of grooming that had taken place.
3: Rusk says his son is the victim of unwanted sexual advances and had been for a long time.
2: Extremely inappropriate touching, stalking, the grooming, the previous to the incident assaults
3: We reached out to Gibson several times to ask him about these allegations. He declined to speak with us. We also requested from a record of any complaints filed against Gibson during his time there. We were denied. The video shows the officers at the bar prior to the shooting. You can see them sitting across from each other at the start. Then you'll see Gibson move in to sit next to Rusk. Gibson reaches for Rusk's hand under the table, which seems to be met with hesitation from the younger officer. Then about an hour before the shooting. The two are seen leaving together. After Gibson puts his hand on Rusk's shoulder, you see Rusk forcefully push him off and put a finger in his face before walking away. We don't know what happened next, but after the shooting, Rusk makes this claim to the 911 dispatcher.
2: If our client was a female, uh, this case would be drastically different.
3: says the video right and 911 call make a clear case for self-defense.
2: I think it'll show that certain steps weren't taken that needed to be taken.
3: The attorney says those steps, like looking into Rusk's claims of unwanted sexual advances, could have prevented what Rusk's dad calls a tragedy which will affect his son for the rest of his life.
2: He told people from the get-go that he was sexually assaulted. He said no and he kept on, he said no and he kept on. If I had a daughter in the same position, we wouldn't even be here. We wouldn't have an innocent person fighting for their freedom.
3: Williamsburg officers are investigating the shooting. They had no comment on this story. James City County Police. Yeah,
4: so apparently this officer, this, uh, I'm sorry, the sergeant, had been bothering this officer for a long time and even you know went as far as to go outside of like his girlfriend's houses um that he knew that he was dating maybe it was just one girlfriend or multiple girlfriends I wasn't able to find like a clear story um about that but the stalking was a real thing like he was like actively pursuing um Michael Rusk for possibly maybe sexually um you know gratification uh possibly maybe was going to eventually rape him, and maybe he was trying this night um it's very sad that you know he had been put in that situation, and you know my heart goes out to him because obviously he's shaken up that he even had to you know fire upon his coworker his you know his 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 boss yeah. right his attacker like his attacker, but it's also his boss, yeah. Like he is his superior officer, he reports to him.
0: Did you see the video where, where they were outside and the um the um the kids backing up and his assailant is like smiling at him, as yeah. he's walking toward. That was yeah. very yeah. very offset. Like, ooh,
1: fucking creepy. sinister, <clears throat> yeah, fucking creepy, very sinister.
0: Yeah, well, I I certainly hope um, justice prevails in this case because that you could tell that that kid
1: was. He was very distraught, very shaken oh, yeah. up. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that nine one one calls like it's chilly. Geez. Yeah, it is. Like I get goosebumps just thinking. Yeah, it's. It. I mean, and like you know, to the lawyer
0: and the dad both echoed you know what you know all of us our sentiments. If it if this was a woman, this conversation is entirely different. Yeah, well, entirely
4: different. Like there's so many like layers within this as well because if you. I mean, we've heard multiple times before, like if you are not um, compliant with what the rest of the, you know, department is doing and you speak out against any actions that you uh, deem to be, you know, immoral, maybe uh, ethically, whatever, um, they won't come and fucking help you. That's right. They won't help you. Like, so you you feel trapped to put up with things that ordinarily like in a day-to-day basis, you wouldn't put up with from somebody else, even maybe one of your own family members. Right. But because like it's tied to your job, your career, and possibly your life on the line when you're out on a call and something goes awry and you need backup, nobody will fucking show up. Right. So you just eat the shit sandwich. And it sounds like this kid had been eating a shit sandwich for a long time. Way
1: too fucking
4: long. Yeah.
0: Agreed. Yeah, that's um, and thank you for sharing that. Christopher brought it to our attention, so we appreciate. And you know, there's a um, I'll just leave it as a local connection to the story. So um, it's um, it's a more personal nature, um, and we hope that uh, in on the rare instance that justice does prevail, that it that does prevail in this case, and this individual is exonerated for, you know, defending themselves uh, in the face of an attacker. So. I, um, <clears throat> I don't want to spend, you know, like, I don't want everybody to get down and depressed. I know we're very good at that, but I'm going to do it anyway. A couple things. First and foremost, I love bringing this to Angel's attention. Angel, you heard of this? You ready for this?
4: Yeah, I'm ready. So,
0: euthanasia is not just a record by Megadeth.
4: Okay? Oh, you don't say.
0: It is an <clears throat> actual term. Okay. Okay. Whatever, dude, Dave Mustaine invented that, too, along with all of Metallica's songs. I know I've heard it I've heard it and Dave's great we love Dave I love I I posted a meme while on the family Facebook that says you know Megadeth be like the government sucks 18 guitar solos you know like that's that's cool because I'm here for the Marty Freeman extravaganza and the Dave Mustaine but in this case so we we have some listeners in Lithuania we think you're great but this one guy he's a real gem so you ready for this are you, are you are you ready
4: i am ready sir do you
0: like going on roller coaster rides
4: sometimes
0: brian are you a roller coaster enthusiast
2: i like them. i just hate standing in line it's not worth.
0: okay line aside though the ride is fun
2: <laughs> yeah
0: christopher you like roller coaster rides I do. I do as do i i was a uh for those of you that are not from the air we used to have this thing called geauga lake which was amazing the corkscrew the double loop and they had the raging wolf bobs the big dipper Uh, Those two were wooden roller coasters that, you know, if I rode one now, if I, you know, fit in the seat. You need surgery. Oh, yeah, you need back surgery. Like, I mean, I don't know how we got out. I don't know. Rickety
1: as fuck. Yes. (laughs)
0: Like, you actually felt that your life might be in danger. You might be in danger. That was the thrilling part of the ride. (laughs) So check this out. Lithuanian man designed euthanasia coaster to humanely take the life of a human being.
2: Oh, my God. I've seen. I've heard of this. (laughs)
0: let me tell you something if i had to go out i would consider this let's go let's dive into this angel isn't it like
2: seven
1: concentric loops or some shit like that
2: it keeps the blood from getting to your brain for
1: long enough or something from the designer
0: ju uh julie jonas we're just going to call him julie um julie even drew up the plans for the fatal theme park attraction in 2010 so this wasn't really that long ago calling it a hip hip, uh, a hypothetic death machine in the form of a roller coaster engineer to humanely with elegance and euphoria take the life of a human being uh i was interested but now you have my attention because i mean you know you're getting old and you get the the kidney dialysis the roller coaster ride might be a better option uh julie's website describes as an artist designer researcher engineer and founder of the lithuanian space agency who is also a PhD student in design interactions at the Royal College of Art in London. Discussions of Julie's euthanasia coaster resurfaced when a TikTok user named Luke Davidson shared a video going over the ride's design. You can only ride this roller coaster once. Gee, thanks for the fucking clarification, Luke. It says euthanasia roller coaster. Hey, you only get one ride. Thank you for clearing that up. We weren't sure. We didn't know if we had to ride it several times. Thanks for clearing that up. capable of holding up to 24 passengers hey so you won't go alone right okay once they're all aboard there's a slow ascent to the top which is 510 feet in the air that's oh shit it's pretty high up there oh that's just a little bit smaller than the tallest building in america once they're at the top it gives everyone the decision to stop and go back down safely after that everyone has to to be be unanimous. Uh Well, I bet you, you, that's a hell of a climb down. Like if you're old and dying, they got you locked up, right? Like, okay, Frank, you want to get off this thing, you can. But you've got to walk 510 feet and your walker is already packed up and ready to go to the next user. So guess what? You got to slide down on your ass. It's not going to be good. So, okay, everybody has to press a button. Everybody that's on the ride has to agree. Press a button to start that ride. From there on out, those left riding the euthanasia roller coaster experience a drop at a speed of 223 miles per hour before going through several loops that get smaller and smaller in size. In the end, Julie himself explains that the speed of design of the roller coaster would cause riders to lose consciousness and then eventually pass away from the lack of oxygen going to the brains. The biomonitoring suit that passengers will wear double checks if there's a need for a second round (laughs) Which is extremely unlikely, as a result is guaranteed by the 7 full repetition. I love Julie. He's thinking ahead, like, okay. It's we're all gonna... about checks and balances. That's right. Did the, did, did the patient shit himself? Okay, that's a good <laughs> sign. That's
1: a good sign. Yeah, did, they, did they void their bowels? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> yeah, they clearly did.
0: They clearly did. And this killer coaster isn't the only macabre design that has sprung from Julie's brain. Julie's filled with great ideas. He's also dreamt up the plan for an artificial asteroid made up of entirely human bodies called the planet of the people. Sounds communist to me.
4: This is fucking ridiculous. Either way, it's
2: going to end up with a bunch of dead people.
0: (laughs) It's purpose to see how well humans could fare in space without gravity. Not well. No no good. It doesn't appear that Julie's euthanasia coaster will become a reality anytime soon.
2: Maybe in Canada.
0: (laughs) Maybe in Canada. Oh, my God. This was great. This is great. So thanks to Julie for that. We bring you more of the same. Now, I do have to bring it to the next sad item. Angel, you pull up that story that's in the used guys uh, email from, it's dot uh, ncom I don't know how to pronounce that. Paja- Pajaronian? Pajaronian?
4: Um, yes. I, don't, I want to say yeah. Punjab,
0: but I don't yeah, I think it's it. from Um. I got
4: India. it. I got yeah. it, sir.
0: So like any normal human beings, we on the show advocate for the protection of children because we're not scumbags. Right. We we love kids, even though they're a pain in the ass. Don't put their bowling balls away. There's no excuse for fucking harming children. Okay, none. And I've advocated and I'm sure that I may not be speaking for everybody, but I'm speaking for the majority of us, that those who harm children should be executed immediately. I mean, we don't have time for this. Like, I'm sorry i completely break with people who don't agree with this this is your government at work violent court-ordered removal of children sparks community outcry this is santa cruz okay
4: california yes. for those who don't know
0: all right <clears throat> for the purpose of this article my and sebastian Lang's story begins on october 20th when a group of strangers paid a late night visit to their grandmother's house where they had been staying After trying unsuccessfully to convince the kids to come with them willingly, the strangers carried them, kicking and screaming to a waiting car. From there, they were taken to an undisclosed location in Los Angeles, a 350-mile drive. Because 15-year-old Maya expected this to happen, she had told several friends to be ready for her call. They showed up in mass, bringing families and neighbors with them. One of the people took a video detailing the transporter's actions, which garnered more than 100,000 views, before YouTube removed it. Amazing. It still exists on Instagram, and here are the links be warned the content is disturbing. The strangers were quote transporters from assisted interventions incorporated a privately contracted company based in New Jersey that carries out court orders to remove children always under court order in contentious custody disputes. My and Sebastian's situation is not unique children children thus embroiled are often taken to reunification camps. I don't like that phrase at all. Unification, reunification camp, where the parent on the other end of the dispute waits, along with counselors and other employees tasked with patching up their relationship. In the days preceding the event, Maya took uh, her, to her own Instagram, telling her followers that she did not want to live with her mother. See her talking about the situation, they have the links. This website, Padgeronian, uh, I don't know how to pronounce it, whatever. I, I, think it, I, I think that's fine. Thank you. Is not delving into the drawn out. Combative divorce and custody fight between Maya and Sebastian's parents, and as such, will not hash out the details. The fact relevant to the story, the one that Maya and Sebastian's video thrust into public view, is that the children can be taken against their will with full concurrence of the court. In the video, one man can be seen carrying the struggling 11 year old Sebastian from behind. That is followed by two men carrying Maya, one grasping her legs and the other her arms as she screams that she is being kidnapped. Witnesses say her clothes came partially off during the struggle and that her hair was stepped on and her face slammed into a car door. All this took place as two Santa Cruz police officers stood watching. But Santa Cruz Police Deputy Chief John Bush says that none of what took place in the video was illegal. Okay, transporter. Yeah, of course, transporter said, he says, we're duly authorized to take Maya and Sebastian. We're doing so under the orders of Santa Cruz County Superior Court Judge Rebecca Connolly, disgrace of an Irish woman. The order allowed this, con- this contracted transportation company to physically take possession of the kids and to transport them to a location in Southern California. He stresses that the officers were not specifically to assist the transporters. Instead, they were called to the scene for a report of a disturbance, of course. Once there, their job was solely to keep the peace, uh, he said. On their website, Assisted Interventions, Inc. states that the company's goal is to have children arrive at, test, at treatment facilities in a positive frame of mind and that it was founded on the principles of dignity, compassion, and safety. Did everything I just described to you fit any of those, any of those definitions?
2: No, absolutely I not. i didn't to so. change the definition.
0: Right. <clears throat> the fact that what happened is legal is cold comfort for the people who know the kids and saw them being taken against their will. Want to spread awareness to what's going on, says Kirsten Dungey. 16 who know who has known Maya for two years and attended Pacific collegiate school with her. Uh, Dungy helped organize the event uh, candlelight vigil drew about 50 people and protest the next day in front of the courthouse in Watsonville where the family is held. Um, uh, she also places up between transport and Maya in an attempt to stop them before police officers told her to stop interfering. We want to end reunification camps because no human should have to go through what Maya and Sebastian and all these other kids have gone through. Friends at the candlelight vigil describe Maya as quiet, bright, friendly, uh, selfless, although uh, thoughtful, excuse me, girl who remembered every detail of what her friends like. She's adventurous and athletic, plays volleyball, participates in theater, student government leader, friend said. Sebastian is described smart, funny boy who hopes to go to Pacific Collegiate School with his sister next year. Family friend Matt Berlin said the children's father had no idea where they are. He doesn't know if they're safe. He hasn't seen a picture of them. He has no idea the status of his kids, and he is heartbroken. Berlin said his friend is an amazing parent. He's one of the best fathers I've ever met in my entire life. He loves his kids so much he would do anything for them. Tina Swithin, an internationally known blogger who advocates for change in the family court system, describes the industry surrounding unification centers as like something out of a sci-fi movie. I know parents who haven't seen their kids in two years after they're taken away to these camps because what essentially the court orders give full rights to people who own the camps and are making a lot of money off these things. Of course, I mean, here we are again. A lucrative business it is. Daniel Polak, policy manager at George Washington University's National Family Violence Law Center, says that a single day at one of these reunification treatments can cost as much as $10,000. Jesus (laughs) Christ. The idea stems from parental alienation, a concept first defined in the 1980s which parents engage in a system of behaviors designed to alienate the other parent from their child. This can include maligning that parent to their kids, as well as stopping the other parent from seeing their children entirely. Alienation can also come from children who stop communicating with a parent because they are angry about a divorce. Often courts in those cases will employ counselors to try to seek an amicable familial resolution. Parents can also weaponize the concept, using it as the counterclaim when their ex-spouse accuses them of abuse saying that the other is simply being vindictive and angry, attempting to separate them from their kids. <laughs> in these cases, children are taken to reunification camp, a catch-all phrase that includes hotels, nature retreats, retreats, or in the case of mine, Sebastian, the home of Los Angeles-based psychologist Lynn Steinberg. Normally, Swithin says the children are restricted from contacting anyone for at least 90 days. Let me tell you something, my kid's 20. And if he's gone for too long at the Walmart buying Mountain Dew, I fucking text him, like, what are you doing? <laughs> like, the Walmart's right down the road. What, what are you doing?
2: 90 days. Dude, Marine Boot Camp was 90 days.
0: I wouldn't be, a, like, a, a young child. It's different when you're 18, right? And you go off to the service. That's, okay, you, you, yeah. you sign up. We got to write letters to
2: people, too, though. Like right. It wasn't so you like you like we were
0: totally. Right. Yeah. They're not allowed to reach out to anybody, Swithin says. This is a prison. Yes, which is part of what makes it so hard to grasp that they can do this. Even in prison, you can contact your family. Steinberg did not respond to the numerous requests for comment. Pollack says the strategy often works.
2: Yeah, no shit.
0: Yeah, mothers frequently lose uh, contested custody cases where there are allegedly abuse, and the fathers cross-claim alienation. In 73% of these cases, mothers who allege abuse lose custody to the accused when the courts behave or believe she is an alienator sometimes, even when the courts acknowledge that her father abused the mother or the children, she says. It's an effective legal strategy. It really tears down the credibility of a person alleging that abuse. Polak describes the concept of parental alienation as junk science that has nevertheless garnered legitimacy in court hearings since people purporting to alienation experts testified during hearings part of the reason why it is so effective is there are a large cottage industry serving the accused abusers they come in and testify as alienation experts as if their junk science theories were scientific and valid and diagnosable in fact it's not scientifically supported and it should be fucking admissible
2: i don't get why it's so what the idea of alienation i don't think it's that far-fetched like my parents got divorced and they talked shit about each other forever and I didn't want to hang out with either of them for a while.
0: Right. No, I get what you're saying. Like, I... I get what you're saying. Perhaps the most terrifying aspect of the industry is that it's largely unregulated, Polak says. that's because... yeah, I'm sure
2: regulation will help it. I'm sure the government yeah, of course. will do a great job.
0: They'll yeah. find another way to squeeze a, a dime out of it. That's because they are considered educational and therefore do not need the licenses required for psychological counseling services. Every valid area has a licensing board, she says, but these guys duck it. Once in the camps with the stays that last few days, several months, the children are forced to spend time with the parent whom they are resisting contact. Interact with, them with the reunification centers who try to convince them, counselors, excuse me, who try to convince them that the abuse they are alleging did not happen. Children are in the camps. I lo- Children in the camps. That phrase right there. Oof. Are forbidden to talk about subjects such as the past that their parents divorced, She them you know the whole reason why they're upset <laughs> jesus christ
2: yeah just yeah. illegitimize everything
0: right yeah i'm sure that'll work out well for them what let me let me take it a step further okay and i just wanted people to be aware of this
4: well it goes on to say like to, to wrap it up it goes on to say that they have people that uh wear green shirts That step in between so like instead of it actually being a place where like they can have a conversation with their parents about perhaps the abuses that occurred they're not allowed to bring up the past and they can't talk about any of that stuff, including a divorce or anything that the parent might have done so they have to a mediator the child. that won't let them so, talk
2: about anything
4: yeah they have these people that are called green shirts who sit in between the parent and the child and say nope you can't talk about that what the
2: fuck are they supposed to talk about for 90
0: days if that's right. the whole reason they're there right it's like having a referee that's totally biased <laughs> like take
4: this
2: sodium pentothal or whatever fuck it <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah like we're going to brainwash you.
4: You can't talk about the past, but if you can't talk about the past, how do you change and move forward with the future? If you can't address you know uh issues that have occurred in in past interactions such as you fucking punched me in the face, mom, can you promise not to do that anymore and we can live together? Like do you know what I mean? Like it doesn't make any sense. I don't get it, whatever. 90 days. Yeah.
2: Yeah. We're gonna find out these camps are like secret Taliban training camps inside American borders or some <laughs> shit. like
0: you know, don't I mean, you got to be careful with that because what if it is true?
2: or um, like a CIA black site where they're dosing people with LSD like, right, right right children, right. they're making school shooters out of all of them. like <laughs> Jesus. And they'll be like, yeah, they came from a broken home. Their parents got divorced. They got kidnapped by fucking feds from New Jersey, some fucking LLC. From Jersey that's supposed to some uh, guy
0: named fucking Guido.
2: And the cops watched, it's totally legal, you know.
0: Yeah, we're here to make sure that nobody interferes with the kidnapping. Great, thanks for your help. Appreciate it.
2: I'm sure people aren't going missing from these kind of things. Like oh
0: Christ. But can you imagine if you were sexually fucking assaulted by some piece of shit and they want you to go talk to your your fucking abuser?
2: They can't talk about it. They're not gonna be able to talk about it. They're not allowed. I mean, they got the you cancer. gotta sit there
0: and put up with this shit. What a fucking nightmare. God damn it. Okay. This gets a little bit lighter in humor. I promise. Okay. I promise. We're getting there. We're saving the best for last. The angel's really excited for the last story.
4: I am. Super. She's super
0: stoked for it. It's very interesting.
2: Super ethereal.
0: Yeah. I just watched that the other night. Man bear pig. Good shit, man. Good shit. Ah, uh, Seattle Public Schools introduced the critical race theory lens into math classes through the district's ethnic studies department.
2: Oh Jesus fucking Christ! It's nope, he's nowhere class. to be found. He's too it's busy. Math class.
0: In 2019, the department released guidelines for K through 12 math teachers to use in the classroom as part of a pilot program at a handful of Seattle Public Schools.
2: They're not going to be any fucking pilots. These kids aren't. Passionate. No. The
0: framework <laughs> claims that mathematical quote mathematical knowledge has been appropriated by Western culture. and that math has been and continues to be used to oppress and marginalize people in communities of color. I'm going to read that one more time. Jesus.
1: Too many people are becoming
0: statistics. (laughs) Hold on. I'm going to read it again. In case somebody was driving, you dropped your fries, whatever. Quote, mathematical knowledge has been appropriated by Western culture, and that math, or use in the UK, maths, has been and continues to be used to oppress and marginalize people and communities of color, end quote. So black folk, Hispanic, Latino, you got math has it out for you like a motherfucker. (laughs) Like math has had it with you. Massive math. (laughs) Seattle math teacher, Shadra Shiroud is a believer. (laughs) And I guess in this, not in Jesus. Uh, Using ethnic studies in her high school course, Mathematics for Liberation. Mathematics for liberation. That sounds like Tom Morello write, wrote the title of that. Mathematics for liberation. I'm gonna put in the next Rage Against the Machine album. Piddle peel, piddle <laughs> <laughs> wow, wow, wow. <laughs> <laughs> to tell students <laughs> that the subject is used to oppress people. She says she enjoys teaching through ethnic studies lens because it dismantles the toxic white culture of math classes
2: what the fuck are they talking about all right
0: no no no. we're not done oh, God. we're not done quote when we're only teaching them that one master narrative that the master narrative is that uh, it, that is around in society too because they grow up and they teach their kids that and that's how they approach the world what? that's how they engage with other people what the that's fuck what they are they talking about that's what they see as standard. What's the
2: master narrative in math class? It's a universal fucking language.
0: <clears throat> That's what they see as law. It's all based on white supremacy culture, Sherwood explains. The framework has hurt Seattle students. As noted in Luke Roszak's book, Race to the Bottom, black, <laughs> students, black students' state math exam scores in these pilot programs plummeted to shocking lows. <laughs> After years of consistent progress at John Muir Kamikaze Elementary <laughs> For example, the passing rate of African-American students fell from 28% to 18% after the introduction of ethnic studies framework. Imagine that. Despite these results, the district doubled down. No shit. The basic argument for the math is racist crowd. It won't and, stop
2: until it's 9%.
0: Right, until zero. crowd is that white supremacy culture is endemic to mathematics classrooms, and that's why black students' math scores are la- are lagging white students. A coalition of left-wing educators introduced a pathway to equitable math instruction, a toolkit introducing an integrated approach to mathematics that centers black Latinx and multilingual students in grades six through eight. As soon as I see Latinx, like I, you lose me. Uh, but I'm going to keep going. I got my boots on. and I'm going to swim through this river of shit like Andy Dufresne. Oh, man. The group hopes educators will help remove white supremacy culture from math classes. As they navigate the individual collective journey from equity to I, anti-racism,
4: this can't be real it because is uh, I, aren't okay. So, like again, I'm not trying to be, you know, racist, <laughs> but noted. Isn't the isn't the um, stereotype that all Asians are like the number ones at math? Like, what? How is it?
0: You keep talking like that. We're gonna get banned from bitchute too.
4: <laughs> I, I don't know. I just I,
2: can't. I is can't. That, am I wrong? Am not, I wrong? I, isn't wrong. <laughs> Asian,
4: Haven't Asians been stereotyped with being number one at the maths?
2: They're pretty good at it. Okay. Yeah, I just can't wait for in like 10, 20 years, I don't know, they're going to be like you know what, the only solution we have we're going to undo, what was it, Brown versus the Board of Education. We have to segregate the schools because the only way that African American youth are going to catch up yep. is if we put them in a completely different classroom than yep. all these white people and it's gonna be like educational reparations and it's literally just gonna be like the exact same as yeah. segregated classrooms. We're gonna have already done a graduation we're gonna have some dude, we're gonna have some really weird like inverse Jim Crow shit where it's like it's not it's actually better now because like it's the reverse, but it's the same result. It's it's so fucking stupid. But like I guarantee you something like that is going to fucking happen and somehow they're gonna be happy about it.
1: Oh, I'm sure. Even they though were. it's the exact they, same thing, they've like, leaned so far left that they've come. No, yeah, like, the, full the, circle, yeah, full circle horseshoe the theory. Yeah, <laughs> horseshoe theory. Exactly. Well, yeah. well done. Like, well done. Just...
0: So, left wing educators,
2: they doubled down on the pilot program.
0: We're quick to embrace the pathway. Oh god, sounds like a cult.
2: The golden path. Yes, <laughs> the, the
0: the the red path. Last year, the Oregon Department of Education.
2: They didn't read. Hi, Riley.
0: Promoted and and legitimized this fringe resource in a training session for teachers igniting a firestorm of controversy. The toolkit warned educators that white supremacy culture shows up in the classroom every time teachers treat mistakes as problems by equating them with wrongness, because it reinforces the idea of perfectionism that students shouldn't make mistakes and paternalism teachers or other experts can and should correct mistakes. Both. Among the ideas commonly ascribed to white supremacy what culture, what
4: the fuck are they getting paid for? They're I a can't. teacher. I can't.
0: But what if an Asian person goes into paternal mode and corrects their child? Are they also victims of white supremacy because they're propagating it and they want their best their, their best performance from their child?
1: Oh man, uh, no, no, I, we're this doomed.
0: Is, this is giving me a headache. For what? <laughs> we're doomed. It's we're over.
2: Do- oh, it's been over.
0: It's it's there's no i i'm glad i am more than halfway through my life cycle because you goddamn young people wait and see how many bridges and shit collapse in and, your life i mean they're already I'm collapsing all over pennsylvania hand, but
4: teacher, so i can talk go ahead because raising your hand is to let the teacher know that no, you have an answer that's and too so close
2: that, to the nazi salute so, so that that's you actually don't white supremacy blurt out
4: and everybody talks all at once which they address in this article but i'm just going to say for on the record on the record. I struggled with math my entire life. Me
1: too. And I still
4: do. I it wasn't until I was in college that I understood how to do math appropriately. Like and I'm talking about like algebra and things like that. Like I growing up in the school system that I grew up in, they you just had to read the book and figure out... They didn't teach you. They didn't show you shit. And I struggled, man. Like, I struggled. Yeah, but you took
0: adva- <laughs> you took advanced math in college, didn't you? You did, like, business calculus and all that other shit, didn't you? I
4: yeah. did not do business calculus, no.
0: Oh, no, I thought you did have- advanced math for your business degree. Nope. Oh. Did not
4: do advanced math. Like, I... No, no, no. Like... You
0: didn't do accounting or any of that? I
4: did accounting. I did not do advanced business math. Like, any type of, like... A, hell fucking no, dude. Like I barely, I was like failing my um, second math class for um, college and I brought it up from an F to a B right before like and impressive. i was i learned i say that's mean- an
1: impressive gap to close did you implement Agreed.
2: a pilot program yeah. that taught you about the <laughs> intrinsic white supremacy in yeah <laughs>
1: that,
2: yeah and
4: i was doing like all of this home extra homework like i was rereading the chapter like and i finally got like the previous chapter as we were on the next chapter so i was like It was a fucking rough go, man. Like, I'll tell you, it was a
3: struggle.
1: Oh, white power angel over here. (laughs) I'm telling you.
0: (laughs) It didn't help me. You didn't help me one bit. I had to take statistics for my undergraduate degree, and I got a B plus, and it's one of the greatest fucking achievements of my life. That was hard. That was hard. Statistics is hard, man. You have, like, one fucking single equation is pages long. And if you fuck up somewhere along the line, it completely destroys. I was going to say, that's a lot of backtracking to figure oh, out yeah. where you fucked up. And I, I, I'm glad to know that. Clearly Hitler, white
2: supremacists. Yeah, it was
0: Hitler that invented statistics. Right? I can't believe it, but now I do. Um, I, and uh, I don't want to risk giving anybody an aneurysm anymore. Um, we'll oh, move on really? for that. And by the way, on a serious note, uh, shout out to uh, my kid's teammates, Ethan. Uh, his father passed away on Sunday, 46 years old, Damn. brain aneurysm, Sunday morning. And uh, he leaves behind a wife and three kids. That's uh, the entire community came together and raised over 20, uh, uh, well, no, excuse me, over 1,000 donations. I forget how much money that they got to cover the funeral expense. So the community really came together to help out the family in a time of need. Um, hey, guys, don't go to bed angry because you don't know. Tomorrow might be it. So that's it. What is it? Uh, what is it? The real Mackenzies have a song. Like I told Elliot about this one, uh, "Best day until tomorrow." Today is the best day until tomorrow. So and you never know. The easy
2: day was yesterday. So. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so yeah, that was a rough one. That was Gosh. really sad. It was a big shock. 46. Big shock. Forty-six years old. Not much. Not much older than I am. So, and uh, you know, that's three kids that don't have their dad anymore. You know what I mean? They. It's it's sad shit. It's rough. It's a rough day out. Now we're gonna get to the fun part. Now that we got through the sadness, the depression, the rage. The white supremacy in math, Nazism in the equations. Let us move on to what Angel's been chomping at the bit, or is it champing at the bit? Either way, she has been licking her chops. She couldn't wait to get to to this story. She almost blew it out of the water on the B-side. Now, I have heard that if women had a penis, which they do apparently, and they also don't have uteruses and can bleed. But back in the day, there was just guys and gals, right? And, I, you know, that's women, the big joke was if women had a dick, they would, like, pee everywhere and, like, write their name, right? Because that's, that's, <laughs> we get to do that and they don't.
2: If your aunt had balls, she'd be your uncle.
0: <laughs> Woman with two vaginas uses one for work and the other for play. <laughs> that's right, ladies and gentlemen. We have arrived at the silly stuff. Buckle up, buck a roof. A woman with two vaginas is using OnlyFans and Pornhub to educate people on her condition and says she learned to embrace it herself. 31-year-old Evelyn Miller of the Gold Coast, Australia. (laughs) Maybe some feet. Said she first understood something was wrong after attempting to insert a tampon in the place you'd usually find your vagina. At the age of 17, she tried to have sex for the first time, but her partner's penis just kept hitting the wall. She learned the reason why in 2011, when a gynecologist diagnosed her with a condition called uterus uh, didelphus, meaning she has two vaginas, a double uterus, and two sets of ovaries. Do not fuck this girl. She's going to get pregnant, like, really easily. Double she...
2: pregnant. Twice. Oh, Quadruple pregnant.
0: <laughs> her urethra is lower than usual, and her vaginas, plural, <laughs> vaginas, are hey. positioned either side of it. And at first, Evelyn was anxious about opening up. Ha, ha, ha. So, like
2: left and right, or like top and bottom? You're talking.
0: I I think it's top and bottom. That's how side by side. (laughs) I don't care who you are. If it was side by side, the dude who hit the wall, he wouldn't have stayed hard. He would have ran. It would have been like seeing an alien. That's why, I mean, but then again, top and bottom. Maybe it was dark.
2: She needs to find a dude that has two dicks, and then they could just.
0: Now we're talking, and he's out there. <laughs> She's opening up to new partners about her condition. I bet she is. However, she says she has learned to embrace it and has joined OnlyFans at Pornhub, where she makes 12,000 pounds a week Jesus. with her videos. She's got that's like right. Ladies and gentlemen, that's
4: my it. fucking that's my problem. Twelve thousand dollars a week because this bitch got two pussies. Like, I don't even know. Like I'm- got,
2: <laughs> she got a tool booth set up. So it's like, oh, you know, right oh, God. <laughs> Did you bring your easy pass? <laughs>
1: uh, that's like funny. Bitch, don't you want to make some fucking money?
2: <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this one's got to tie it. Hold on.
0: Do you, do you know
1: what I am saying?
0: Do you know what I am saying? <laughs> Evelyn explained that she shied away from sex as her partners didn't know what they were doing.
2: <laughs>
0: it's their fault.
2: Two clips they can't find. Yeah.
0: they can't find either one. She had nobody around her that could that that she should
1: she could go to and ask about it. Like like she's God. got a canoe a canoe with a little man at either end. Could you
2: imagine <laughs> no. having two periods, dude? What oh. if they weren't synced up? We oh. now all the time out of one of them. You're
0: gonna have to work online because you can't leave the house. <laughs> and i'm going to i'm going to try to do an australian accent i didn't know what was wrong with me i felt so much anxiety around sex <laughs>
1: oh, <no. laughs>
0: i only lived with my dad at the time so i didn't have anyone i could go ask privately i'm done with that i'm sick and i can't,
1: I can't my, nose, my, my nose dad nose. i think i have two pussies that he his my head kid. would explode <laughs> Like, is that how that conversation would yeah. go? I mean, what? Can was you like, take no a look at cha- this? No, no one's changing
2: this kid's diapers when she's Great a kid, Great question. Like, Great question.
0: This should have popped up. Oh, no pediatrician at
2: any checkup or, like, any kind of physical? Like, no, I don't know. You
0: know okay. something? I'm starting to believe this might not be true. <laughs> just the hunch. Google was out of the question. I lived on a remote farm, and we literally only had dial-up, so I couldn't just look my symptoms up on the interwebs. She credits wow. her diagnosis in 2011 for giving her a new lease on life. And in 2018, she set up her OnlyFans account with her husband, Tom. God bless him. I wonder if it's, <laughs> a, MySpace, Tom. it's MySpace Tom. MySpace Tom? MySpace Tom's into that freaky pussy? He went off the grid and found a woman.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: I live in Australia now with this bitch with two pussies. Oh, my God, help us. Um, and has used it to raise awareness among women's. OnlyFans has helped Amazing me to summer. finally embrace my condition. Creating content and having people complexly fascinated by my condition is this great.
2: This is just a psyop for OnlyFans. It's the, all. Duo,
1: the duo Pussy
0: The couple have two children, Andrew and Georgia, and together, <laughs> uh, together, which came as a very welcome news to Evelyn, as she feared that her condition might mean she couldn't have children. She said she was lucky, as many other women in similar situation have messaged her, and some of them have not been able to conceive, probably because nobody wants to go there. Evelyn said that her popularity on the site peaked when she was pregnant. Of course. I mean, of course. And that doesn't feel like cheating as she got one vagina for work and the other for play.
2: <laughs> she got a sense of humor with Dude, table, yes, yes.
0: Is that like the whole thing when like the guy gets caught cheating and he's like, right, yeah, baby, I, I fucked her, but I make love to you. <laughs> I don't fucking know. <laughs> she said that she found that people were really thankful to see someone like her Being so open and honest about her condition on the internet and felt so lucky to have a platform to educate women's. So
2: Yeah, hell, this would have been like a burlesque act, like in the like
0: Man alive. Man alive. Angel, when you think you have problems, just think of this lady in Australia who's making what almost fifteen thousand dollars cash.
4: You gotta go to work every day. Twelve K a week. A week. I, I guess if only, if only
1: you'd have been blessed to keep that's what
2: like six hundred thousand dollars a year? Do the let's do the math. Because like twelve times five is sixty. So let's twelve times excited. fifty, it's like let's not get excited. 50, 52. I get 52. yeah, so fifty I, yeah, I'm I'm estimating here. Like okay, I
0: said, so I struggled with math. Let's just okay, let's okay. Uh, yeah. Uh, we just talked about it because we're it's gonna be it's gonna be like six hundred twenty six thousand dollars. Yeah. Yeah. Good job. Yeah. She's going to Starbucks every day. (laughs) Point point drinking for
1: two. Point point (laughs) six
0: mil a year. Quincy Johnson has an OnlyFans and he's a big black dude who jerks off. I'm about to sign up for my own
2: people did it on Omegle before it was cool.
0: Uh noted. (laughs) Did
1: you, they ever, they you ever didn't go on get there? Paid for that? No, that was pro bono. Some pro boner. pro boner. boner. <laughs> yeah, pro boner. <laughs> I'm so, very, what do you think I'm about very that? Very pro boner.
4: I, I think all of this shit's ridiculous.
2: Yeah, it's absurd. It's some pretty Mickey Mouse shit.
0: I bring you more of the same. I, I couldn't wait to tell you this story, um, and I'm disappointed that you read ahead. So I wanted to get your action, your reaction in, in real time. Rive. <laughs> <laughs> Rive. Rive. Dude, I put South Park on and I put on the, the captions and every time the Chinese <laughs> guy talks, it is in Oh, Rook. Yeah. <laughs> I love the shitty wall. Goddamn Mongolian. The sweet it's South Mongorian. Pork. <laughs> Pour the sweet South it is, Pork it on head.
1: Sticky, sweet South Pork. <laughs>
0: break, oh a, break down my shitty wall. God, what a great episode. Child
2: tracker. Child
1: <laughs>
0: tracker. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the kids go with the Mongols. And I love it when the Mongols show up and they're just like, oh, you know, they make these like, oh, noise and they're like bricks are falling all over the place. <laughs> like, Goddamn,
2: Mongorian. That's the first episode I ever saw.
0: I saw the actual first episode, the anal probe. Oh, man. I'm like, what is happening here? <laughs> I might have been on drugs. I don't know. We'll see. I have, have to go into the memory banks. So that, that's all I have for this week. Um, I'm dying over here. I'm having a real hard time. Whoever got me sick, me get gout in both your fucking knees, you piece of shit. Ooh, that sounds terrible. Be nice. I don't feel good. I know. Go bounce, bounce. Um, Anybody have anything Ow. else? We'll start with you, boss.
4: Um, no.
0: Check out the bit shoot.
4: Yeah, that.
0: That. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. Uh, Brian, anything?
2: <laughs> uh, oh, man. No, I don't. I don't have anything.
1: Okay. We'll take it. Christopher, anything at all? Uh, I'm hungry and I have to pee. Alright,
0: so that means we're going to get the fuck out of here quick. I don't need this man to be angry and hosing himself down. That's a zero for two. No good. I'd like to thank our sponsors GorseNexus.com uh, Ray Faba, Fine Art and Design from the Great Lakes. Team Mandalore keeps cycling very weird. I paint acronym accidents or happy accidents. Uh, and of course, I want to thank um, you know our first sponsor that we ever had, which is Todd's Gay Soap from Akron Apothecary. Um hippity hoppity, Easter's on its way. Uh you're pretty excited here you're going to celebrate the resurrection of your Lord and Savior Jesus Christ by consuming eggs filled with, you know, peanut butter or whatever, doing all sorts of pagan traditions to honor uh the risen Christ. Don't forget that you can honor all of the gods by smelling good all of the time. You can honor people around you by smelling good all of the time. It's not even a sacrifice, right? As Odin hanged himself on the tree for nine days and nights, you do not have to do that to smell good. All you got to do is head over to Akron Apothecary and check out Todd's gay soap. This is handmade, cold-pressed gay soap from his gay hands to your ass, your underboob, your fat fold. Your two vaginas. Your two vaginas, your two dicks, whatever. I mean, however, however many pairs of genitalia you have, we're here to clean them. And by we, I mean you, and by you, I mean the soap. So make sure you check out Todd's Gay Soap. Remember, you're supporting the business, but you're also helping mitigate the cost that Greg has to put up with, with Todd spending a lot of money all of the time. Okay. Greg's a good guy. He needs the help. Why don't you go ahead and head over there. Check out Todd's Gay Soap. Medicine for your body, because Todd's Gay Soap is...
1: So oh, that ass, you spanky motherfuckers. Thanks, everybody. We'll Wash see you. that booty hole with <laughs> the baby <laughs> bottle brush.
4: <laughs> the asshole brush. Yeah,
1: in that crow boss. <laughs> oh god. Amazing.
4: All right. Bye. 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 Bye.